welcome to episode 10 of the Connect 2 podcast. I'm Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Marcus. Hey, Jeff. Here we are, number 10. Double digits. Double digits. And still having fun. Still having yeah, fun. Yeah, absolutely. Keeps absolutely. us out of trouble. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or creating new trouble. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, what's in the mailbag? Well, the mailbag regrettably remains empty again this week. Although, as you've pointed out, we have many people who are promising to send us mail and listen to the show. Well, promising to listen to the show and, you know, saying, oh, I want to listen to that one. That was like four episodes ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. These are our wives included here as well. So, you know, and uh, friends. Yeah. But they're busy. People are busy. People are busy. And, yeah. uh, it's a slow burn, you know? I think we've, what did you say, 120 downloads now? Something like that. So, but, I mean, you know, you know that's phenomenal if you consider... <laughs> Sort of the nonsense that we talk about. It is definitely wide-ranging nonsense. I don't know how many repeat listeners we have. That would be <laughs> that'd be a good statistic to find out. Well, I think I can find that out if I if I spent the time and took a look oh, at it. We should look at the analytics and we yeah. can report on that episode eleven. Oh, okay, analytics for yeah, episode analytics. eleven. Oh, so uh, and if you enjoy our podcasts or this podcast or a previous podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe as well as check out our Facebook page because on our Facebook page, we are trying to add links to information or subjects that we have discussed to try, yep. to, to try and uh, tie it in, as especially some of the media we're consuming. So. Exactly. Valuable bonus content on the Facebook <laughs> yes. page. So, as well as go. bloopers. No, we don't have bloopers yet because we're, we're so good. <laughs> okay. Two things you learned this week. All right. Well, I have one that's kind of a good one, a good lesson and a bit of a bad lesson. So I'll start with the bad lesson. So I, I learned once again that despite my uh, adherence to attempting to be a critical thinker and, and teaching it in school, no less, uh, occasionally emotions take over. So, you know, the again, we live in a place where the political situation is a little bit disheartening sometimes. And my wife has been a very good pointer outer of you're letting your emotions get the best of you and you're not really making rational points you know old old critical thinker you and so um so that's an important lesson and so that's kind of the not so good thing the good thing is i learned or i was reminded of just how easy it is to take your your home for granted we had some friends in from from back east who had never been out west before out here for a wedding and they were just raving about Banff like it was almost like a spiritual moving experience for them and of course we've been to Banff you know many 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 times and I always enjoy it I think it's great but you forget just how like you know if you've never been before how overwhelmingly phenomenal it can be so next time I go back I think I'll, I'll bring a bit more of that you know fresh eyes and say yeah you know really pay attention to the experience so uh, well, the mountains are pretty pretty dramatic and it's easy to you know because we go there I mean, it's one of those things if you live in toronto you take a lot of things in toronto for granted if you live in new york exactly. you take a lot of things in new york for granted if you live near the mountains you take the mountains for granted yep. everybody you know you get used to the things that you see all the time so yeah it's um yeah it's it's really nice to see especially if you get people from down east, they're not used to mountains that are nearly as high oh, well, as, exactly. as, right. as even the foothills. In <laughs> yeah. well, the first time my wife came out back east, 
we were just still dating and uh so i grew up in montreal around montreal and there's hills really and they count them they call them mounts like mont saint hilaire and mont bruno and i said you know that's one of our mountains and she was just beside herself with laughter because it's like what the hell is that it's just like a big bump on her horizon <laughs> what is that what is the height of that thing about 600 feet it's well it's like like, yeah. uh, like like if you go skiing north of toronto there's uh, some place near barry i think where you can you can ski and it's yeah. it's a bump it's a bump so yeah. yep but anyhow it's just a good reminder to yeah when you're somewhere new drink it in but when you're home you know take a minute well, I think you've done some photo sessions on on tourists in your own hometown, yes, which touches on that theme. So, well, yeah. it's a common thing with photographers. They say there's nothing to photograph, and yeah. not they just don't realize that there's always something. always to something to photograph. Yeah. What about you? What have you? Uh, learned? Well, I got three things. Ooh, Ooh it, I can do a bonus. So, uh, <laughs> one is I watched uh, a YouTube video with which had Jack Black on it. Okay. Uh, and uh, he, uh, the video was part of a, a late night show with uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yep. And uh, he played this thing called a, this little plastic saxophone thing, except it's called a saxaboom. And um, it's very entertaining to watch him play it. It's part of his tenacious D shtick. Yep. And... Um, so I was going like, that'd be really cool. I wonder where you can get one of those things. Well, so the first thing is, uh, and it, it's kind of interesting. It's, it looks like you blow on it, but you don't really blow into it. There's basically got these keys and each key does a different kind of tune. Okay. Um, and it's discontinued. So oh. if you wanted to buy it, you can buy it on eBay, but you're going to pay a horrific amount of money. Right. Um, it was designed um, by Shoot the Moon 2 LLC and manufactured by DSI Toys in the late 1990s. Wow. And uh, uh, it was... Um, Part of the Kawasaki Rockers band. It was a toy. Okay. And it it was uh it was th so that's it. It's uh it's not really a um and this video would have been on 2018. Okay. Um, it's a pretty rare collectible. Um, sure. But yeah, so Jack Black has incorporated this quite a bit into, into his, his band. His band. Right. So if you have one of these at home, it yeah. might be worth a few bucks. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Cool. So that's number one. Um, I've spent a lot of time in the last week learning how to add captions to video and right. what a LUT is, which is a lookup table, which is a color correction thing. Okay. That's not very interesting. No. But that's uh, that's what I've been it's doing. It's part of your course. So yep. yeah, it's got some, and, some value. And um, the other thing I learned that's really interesting. Number three. Number three. And both are related to, f there's two things related to food. Okay. One is if you want to be able to peel a hard boiled egg, uh -huh. uh, what you do is you add the hard boiled egg to already boiling water rather than put it in when it's cold and then boil it. Oh. So if you put okay. it in already boiling so water. So pre-boil the water. Pre-boil the water before right. you add the egg. It will peel off a lot easier than sure. if you add it to cold. Second thing is, so steak selection. So there's all kinds of steaks out there. Like you can get like, <laughs> when you're buying beef, this is beef steak. Okay. So okay. not related to the hard boiled egg. Not at all. Okay. But it is food related. Move on. Food related. Yeah, I got it. And uh, so... 
So uh, essentially, if you want your food, your steaks to be tender, right, it's super important that you always cut across the grain. Mm. And uh, so when you get like a ribeye steak, if you look at it, the grain is such that it, the grain goes up through the cut, so that it's cut across okay. the grain already. Right. But there's other types of steaks that are really good, like skirt steaks and flank steaks and all that stuff. Those, when you get the steak, they're a long they're they're a long they're with the grain so you got a long okay string so they can be really tough if you cook them as is but what you do is you cook them and then you slice them into smaller pieces so that you're cutting like little mini steaks ah and then each of those pieces will be incredibly tender wow so uh so the key to this sense of tenderness of a steak yep is that you have short little pieces of 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 the of the muscle of right the, of the right f- of flesh um whereas if you just c- cook the thing and you try cutting cutting it as as is like a flake a flank steak if you try and cut it you're going to have these long pieces and it's going to be chewy and you're not going to like it wow so it's uh it's really just more of a question of uh um yeah just how you cut it has a huge impact on how it will feel in when you eat it so there you go. Awesome. So three things totally unrelated all over the map. Yep, exactly. Like, very much like the show. <laughs> okay. And I mean, I would probably add a clip of a saxaboom if I could figure out how to do that. And uh, maybe what I'll do is I will link in the video uh, on Facebook to the Jimmy Fallon thing that was done in like 2018. Perfect. So. Great idea. So that's the scoop. Excellent. Okay. So today we're going to talk about the M1, the revolutionary M1 chip. Yes. uh, From Apple. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. So um, there's a a YouTuber that I follow a lot. His name is um, Dagogo Alltrade. Um, Sure. uh, (laughs) (laughs) He he has this channel that he's had for a very long time. So since... 2007 wow and um it's called cold fusion tv and it's like uh he's a he's a super tech guy he you know his his uh his videos pretty much are kind of like our podcast i all think over you know i map. think i've watched some of his stuff cold his fusion stuff, rings a bell for sure it's really interesting yes and yes, he's yes, done yes. documentaries and uh he's a bit of a tech techie guru right he's published he's actually written a book and his book focuses on the the development and evolution of of, uh, technology which also interesting is he's got his mechanical engineering degree from the university of western australia interesting so he is very much like you and i in some respects you are yes I, I don't know. That's what they call I, I, it. But I, I mean, go dinos. Yeah. I, I don't know what I don't know what animal <laughs> their their logo is. Um, but um, so he did a video on the M1 chip. Not just the M1 chip. He's written a book specifically on the development on of technology sure. over time. Yep. And uh, so he's done a series of of these things. But he talks about the success of the M1 chip in particular. And the thing that's super cool about it is um, the um, uh, Apple has kind of stepped into uh, an area after about 10 years of development. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, they wanted to use... So so way back in the 80s, there was two kind of chips. Okay. There are these chips that are called uh, RISC chips, which is reduced instruction set chips. Okay. And then there's uh, 
ones that are called complex in instruction set chips. Okay. So the RISC chips are typically, you'll see them as labeled as ARM chips or Snapdragon chips. And okay. they are very common with mobile platforms now. Right. But, and the, the complex instruction set chips are like Intel processor. Got it. Or AMD chips. Right. And stuff like that. Yeah, the two big, the, the two sort big. of dominant players in the market until now. Yeah. So, so what's really cool about this is if you, so he goes through in detail and explains the evolution, the history, mm -hmm. and it's not just that Apple has made a brilliant move. It's also that, uh, Intel has really screwed up. So, uh, and it's not screwed up in the way that you would necessarily think they, okay. um, I mean, Intel is the company that developed the CPU and they, hired the best and brightest and they started um i mean they basically started as an offshoot of a company that uh, invented the transistor and, sure so and that's uh is it dave moore was uh, one of no, the founders shockley there's a guy named shockley okay. who apparently was really good at hiring very bright people right but definitely not a people person and offended okay. everybody and <laughs> a whole bunch of their brightest guys left right. and, and set up intel Right, but, and, but so Moore was part of Intel, though. Was he yeah, not? Uh, the, I think it was the, called, it was, it was Intel or Fair, Fair, Fairchild? Or Fairchild. Oh, yes, Fairchild. Fairchild is That's the company right. that, 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 that everything sprung from. Right. And then Intel was an offshoot from sure. Fairchild. And um, anyway, so what's happened is, so with the co complex instruction set, it, it means that to, you can have a long list of complex tasks and you go and do the instruction through the chip right whereas the reduced instruction uh, so so the idea is that it might take longer to do it but you can do it all at once Got whereas it. the reduced instruction set like the arm chips um they have fewer uh, abilities to do things mm -hmm. and um but they can do they can stack them and they can do more of them faster got it the advantage with the risk is that it uses very little uh, power. Okay. And um, it, it may take two or three cycles to do the same task as a complex instruction set chip, but the uh, the risk can do it faster. Sure. And okay. with less power consumption. Less power consumption. So in a mobile device, very useful. And Intel has been very successful in developing okay. chips over the years. Intel in particular is kind of interesting because what makes it unique and what was its original advantage is they both did the design of the chips as well as the manufacturing. Sure. And in the uh, 1980s, um, there was a number of big manufacturers, including the Department of National Defense and all that stuff. They all required that, um, especially the government contracts, that if you wanted to sell, you had to have more than one supplier. You couldn't just sole source. Okay. Even though these right. chips like, so Intel originally actually uh, created AMD as a, basically licensed AMD to manufacture their chips so that they could say, oh, these chips are now manufactured by two companies. Right, right. So AMD came in on kind of the coattails of Intel. Okay. And I believe AMD was also... Uh, founded by certain members from this Fairchild Intel. Sure. So it's a bit of a cabal. Absolutely. Right. And, um, but, uh, so that's what happened over time. But then Intel has over time kind of dropped 
the ball at times and right. uh, allowed AMD. Which is not atypical, right? No. Of companies and but they've done some really flow. Yeah. Really, they, I mean, they've been investigated tons for antitrust actions, right. and they've actually done all kinds of really crazy stuff where they've typically tried to hide their performance deficiencies. Sure. So especially more recently, where they will release their chips to be reviewed hours or days before AMD does so that the latest AMD chip can't be compared to the Intel chip <laughs> nice. so that they can show that they're the fastest, even right. though perhaps okay. if they were to compare it to so the corporate shenanigans. Oh, and they did, yeah. they did something where they were showing the performance of a chip that they had, but they had neglected to identify that it was overclocked and super cooled, which is not something you could put in a, you know, in a, a standard kind of computer. Standard computer. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so they've been outed okay. for a whole bunch of this kind of these shenanigans related to right. this rather than actually trying and produce the, and the, and the big thing is, so as the thickness of the silicon wafers gets thinner, right. Power consumption drops quite significantly okay and the speed goes up right a lot sure and intel was tracking everybody else in their manufacturing process um and got to this 14 nanometer thickness for silicone wafers and but what's happened is all the arm chips are now like seven nanometers okay and so they're thinner and faster and less consumption right and even the AMD chips are thinner and um, they have faster and lo less com power consumption and they're faster. Right. But Intel has screwed up their development of their manufacturing and haven't been able to build chips thinner than 14 nanometers. Oh, interesting. So they've optimized it. So, I mean, they're, all these chips are still really good, but right. they're not keeping pace. Sure. So um, how does the Apple... Uh how does Apple fit in then with the M1? How does that come on to play? Well, Apple, it's their 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 chip is uh, super thin. It is right. very thin. It's using this a risk management uh, reduced instruction set chip. These risk chips, ARM chips, and um, or a version of it, and it's so fast that the AMD chips and the um, Intel chips can't compete so the new m1 chip that came out from mac is about 50 percent faster so right. it's not a little bit faster sure it's not close yeah it's, it's uh... way faster and now for a laptop if you buy the uh, macbook air it will um you can have you you can survive on one charge on an incredibly thin laptop for like 16 to 20 hours wow um, and it doesn't have a fan. So there it's is a game no changer. Really? A, it do, and it is only the first. So just generation. the heat sink built into the frame yeah. is enough. Is enough. Whereas wow. all so again, the, power consumption much reduced. Much reduced. And weight. all all of the all of the Intel based and the AMD they require fans. Yep. They're noisy. Sure. And they take a ton of power in order to be able to do right. that or even water cooling in some of those gaming towers right? yeah absolutely so so the m1 chip is that's amazing 
it, well, and Apple has developed this over, uh, this has been a planned development over 10 years. Sure. So they've been doing this. So what's right. happened is... I think they used to, if you go back and look at really old Macs, I think they were using Intel chips at one point. Were they not? Well, not even that old. Only like three years old. Right. Three years ago. And they, then they, they, dis, they switched discontinued. over to their own in-house vertically integrated. And now this is the big... Yeah, and in Game fact, changer, the right? M1 is an extension of the chips that they're using on their cell phones and their iPads. Right. So basically what they did is they made those chips more and more powerful. Right. So now they can be used on a laptop and a desktop environment. Sure. Um, whereas, um, and so that now they're competing against Intel directly and AMD. Right. And so what's really happened from a, an overall perspective is Apple is landing with the this 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 new technology that will significantly it's an inflection point will significantly change the um the landscape as it relates to um to computing right uh, at a time that intel has totally dropped the ball so their manufacturing is not able to keep up right they are two years away from having wafers on like seven, at least two years, they've been delayed. They were supposed to have this seven nanometer technology out like, um, 2016. So that's five years sure. ago, which is like a it, lifetime in the technology world. Right. Absolutely. And AMD is already producing that and they've managed to produce it by not doing the manufacturing themselves. They use silicon. Manuf uh, they outsource that. Right. And <clears throat> Intel is planning on doing that now. They've given up on trying to manufacture it themselves and they're actually going to go to the same kind of resource that, uh, that AMD did, but they're two years out from, yeah, from that. So they're way behind. And meanwhile, wow. Mac has dropped this M1 chip that by all accounts is, is blisteringly fast. Yeah. And it's only the first chip. There's an M1X coming out sure. and there's supposedly an M2 coming out. So these are right. Well, they always release that first generation. I yeah. mean, I've seen the new iMac and it's phenomenal. Like, yeah, my, my, I, I think my wife has a, a an M1 MacBook Air and it's, yeah. she's she loves it. Yeah. Well, it's big upgrade from where. So she like my my iMac's not that old. I think it's a 2016, and you know it's it's remarkably that's five thin. Years, that's five years old. I know, but <laughs> for Macs, that's not that old. Like our 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 08 still runs fine. Um, you know, it's remarkably thin, much thinner than the 08. But I've seen the new ones and. You know, it is literally, what, maybe three quarters of an inch, the whole, no fan. It's just like, holy smokes. It's a, it's a screen on a stick. It it's is. amazing. And just, you know, blisteringly fast in the store. So, so the, the thing about it and, you know, and uh, to buy Apple folks, well, Apple, I, I, I really, you know, I really debated hard before I, you know, I did end up buying a windows machine mostly because I'm more familiar with the environment. My wife switches right. back and forth between windows and Macs all the time without any difficulty. But I'll tell you that, uh, that it was really tempting because I do think that we're at an inflection point for computing. And I always have been of the opinion and, you know, I've been buying computers for companies and stuff for, for the last, since the early 1990s. Yep. And I always thought that's 30 years, Mark. I know. <laughs> I know. And, uh, <laughs> it, you end up with, uh, the philosophy is always the same. You buy, um, you don't want to buy bleeding edge technology, but you want to buy leading edge. Yeah. And, exactly. um, 
because you buy a window of time with your computer and um you know some computers like mac can last longer on the window of time but uh, at some point in time that they don't just don't work very well no they anymore. become the software passes them by and so yeah yeah so uh and and i think that uh i think the m1 is not bleeding edge i mean they're quite economical compared to yeah i know it's... a lot of intel uh, comparable. So yeah, it's amazing. You have to spend, you know, at least 50% more to get a computer that is close to the performance of something with an M1 chip. Right. So it's, it's definitely changing the game, as you said. I think so. Cool. So anyway, well, so there that's, you go. That, so, so, um, buy Apple stock, I suspect is, <laughs> is going to be, uh, is going to be like for, I think that Apple is going to do really well in the next few years, particularly with these new chips. Coming yeah. Out. Well, and they have so many things in the pipeline, right. That, that are being rumored. The, uh, well, they're only the, 10% uh, the of Apple car and like they're, they're, these patents that they have, you know, way ahead of time. So it's going to be interesting to see. Maybe they'll go to space. I don't know. <laughs> Steve Jobs, will launch Steve Jobs in space. That's the right. billi different billionaire. Exactly. <laughs> Ex billionaire. Yeah. Or against his will this time. <laughs> well, I think the thing with <laughs> Apple is uh, it only represents about ten percent of the computing market right now. But if they if they continue to produce chips that are that much faster than than uh, than the Intel or the uh, the Windows based chips, and and here's the other thing is Microsoft is in the process of making their own chips as well. Oh, is that right? Their ARM chips. They're supposed to be coming out within the next couple of years, so they'll be very similar to, um, at least conceptually, conceptually to what uh, uh, Apple is doing. ARM okay. chips for their Surface Books and Surface Pros, right. which have been an incredibly successful platform sure. for Microsoft. Yeah. So, um, you know, with Intel sort of dropping the ball. Uh, AMD has got this Ryzen uh, chip, which is as fast or faster, depending on how you right slice it uh with the intel chip um they have got some serious competition and uh, intel has kind of got a problem to try and just keep even right uh, now it's really important to recognize that if you have intel stock you're doing really well as a company <laughs> that they have a huge market share and they have a huge amount of an installed right. base and they they make a lot of money Right. But they are having a hard time competing on the tech end. On the yeah, on the forefront. On so the it's a little bit like Microsoft, right? They're just so ubiquitous that yeah. uh well there you go. So anyway, there you go. That's Interesting. that's my little bit on uh and I'll I'll tell you that uh, there's like three videos from the Gogo -Go okay. that he goes and he specifically uh he he details it and it's entertaining and it's well done sure and it goes and it uh, provides an overview of why the m1 chip is uh is so game-changing as right. well as why intel has completely dropped the ball and that the intel one is a two-part series and the okay the the other one is a single so there's three will videos. you link those on the facebook page i will put those on Fantastic. the facebook page because i think it's worth people's time and right i think if you are a tech follower and trying to look for future future insights into where things are going it, it, it's worth your time excellent uh if you're not into that skip that it. is not worth <laughs> do something else <laughs> all right look at ghost videos uh okay well uh fascinating stuff so what uh, media are you consuming 
couple things. Uh, well, consuming one thing, uh, like I was mentioning to you, I've been watching WKRP, an oldie, and uh, going through it, you know, in sequence. And I think I went to like four or five episodes in, and I was just struck by how progressive. So there's one episode, first season, where they touch on, on uh, less being mistaken for gay. But, you know, if you remember, if you're old enough, you remember the late 80s or late 70s, like, Three's Company, there was a show that played that whole gay thing, you know, for laughs, and it was, you know, pretty camped up. And WKRP, it, there was no mockery. It was just like, it was just treated like a serious subject. And uh, and then uh, the following episode is about uh, Bailey Quarters kind of dropping the ball, you know, taking a chance and producing a show and it doesn't go well, but standing up for herself. And the other character, Jennifer, like saying you know, don't run away and, and strong women don't, you know, don't cry at work. And, and again, it's like 1978, 79. And, and I was struck by how old? I, I first it, season was 78. Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was in the eighties, but, and, and here again, I, well, I think it was around for five seasons. So, um, but I was just like, wow, I mean, this is going back a ways. And again, just within a comedy, but treating like the sexism issue again, really seriously and, and respectfully and maturely and not playing it for jokes. And I was, uh, I was just reminded that's probably why so many people like that show. Yeah. And, and as a young teenage boy, I had a poster of <laughs> yeah, who didn't. red bikini. And... and then the other thing is we were creating some content this week. Uh, some, some good friends of ours from back East, uh, my wife and I invited us to be on their Gish team. And I guess they've been doing this for a few years. Gish is the great international scavenger hunt. And it is a, uh, it's, um, this was a, a, an awareness raising for the LGBTQ um, issues. And uh, it's a global phenomenon. You get teams together and then it lasts for about a week and they post a, a bunch of like a hundred things. Um, not so much that you have to go find them. You have to, to do them. Like, so a friend, one of our team members wound up polishing a coconut and then I did a Dada's joke. Uh, my wife did something about uh, polishing a coconut. The, uh, sounds like code for something. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, <laughs> and then it was. We did a video about your dog walks. There's all these silly things, yeah. but it's all original content. You're not allowed to Photoshop anything, and you can either do it competitively, which I'd be, we did I'd be not. Doomed. I Photoshop everything. <laughs> or you can do it just for fun. So Gish. So we're we're already excited about next year, and uh, you know we got to be. Uh, Flex our creativity a little. Well, can, will you, you? Sh- will you share your data data will, data joke video uh, yeah, on? Uh, I'll do the link on our Facebook thing uh, to both of our our creations. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. cool. What about you? What what are you consuming these days? Well, media because uh, media wise <laughs> because I'm trying to. Uh, so I'm working on a video for my Indiegogo campaign, which launches September 7th. Exciting. And there's a pre-launch that starts hopefully tomorrow. Okay, cool. And um, so I've been learning how to edit. So a lot of the media I've been consuming is is uh, instructional videos on how to improve my editing. And it's amazing. Right. I'm using Premiere Pro, which is an Adobe product. product that, now, there's other products out there, DaVinci and um, Final Cut Pro, but I'm using, I, I, since I have the Creative Cloud and I use it for my photography stuff, right. uh, this comes with it. Sure. And um, so, uh, and it's incredible what it does. Like, it can, you can auto... You, if you want to add captions, you just press, please add captions and it will transcribe. Wonderful. And it gets about 90% correct. So, so the, yeah, okay. Including Good. grammar. 
Wow. Which That's is exciting. really quite yeah. something. Especially what since software I don't, is I don't that talk again? the best with grammar. So. <laughs> What's the software again? It's called Premiere Pro. Adobe Premiere Pro, Premier Pro. Right. And, um, and And it all links in well to that whole Adobe ecosystem because it's all kind of, everything is kind of similar. Sure. So, uh, so I've been doing that. And also I watched a couple episodes of Ted Lasso. They're coming out like once a week. Uh, okay. I think I'm behind one episode or two, but, uh, I'm not sure where it's going. It's, it's, uh, I like Ted Lasso the first season for sure. I thought it was incredibly well done. Um, and, uh, it's going in a slightly different direction. Yeah, interesting. And I don't know. I don't know where yet. So season two slump. Maybe. Yeah. We had a friend stay at our place yeah. over the weekend and uh, she discovered uh, our, was watching Disney plus. And she watched a lot of TV. Over the oh weekend. yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of Disney plus uh, the new Marvel uh, series starts tomorrow, I think on the 11th. Oh, uh, what one? if, what if So it's going to be uh uh, animated with many of the actors reprising uh, their roles, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. Excellent. A little, bit, a little bit more light, maybe. So next week, what's our topic? You know, we're going to talk about um, building the team before you do team building. So uh, a lot of people do team building, and that can be anything which has value. I mean, some of my friends are, are team building consultants, but I think sometimes people forget that you need to assemble the right team. So we're talking a little bit about Jim Collins stuff. Um, yeah, we're going to just talk about a few authors that, that have looked at this idea of how do you actually get the right people, um, you know, aligned to your organization. And so, you know, build a team before you try team building. That's a, sounds like a really, really good advice. Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So we'll go into a different map. Map of the territory <laughs> we're recovering, but uh, but anyway, it's it's good. Um, yeah, anything else you want to share? I think we're good. We're good. Well, yeah. that's it for this week. And yeah. um, check us out on Facebook. Rate, re review, and subscribe. And uh, have a really great week, Jeff. You too, Mark. We'll okay. see you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.